boys and girls, Giant Time is here. That's right, we're talking about Jaws 3D on Animal Attacks April on Kill by Kill. component of horror films, the characters. We're going to unpack all the gory details of 1983's Jaws 3D in the hopes that a SeaWorld employee's untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes we might make at their expense. And as always, there's only one person I trust that if she finds me flashing any cheek, I'll be back to shoveling french fries the one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? I'm great. I I, I have my uh, SPF 97 sunblock on. <laughs> sure. Uh, I've got my best uh, Bermuda shorts and loud printed shirt. I'm ready for our, our trip to SeaWorld. Always oh, yes. want to go. Always want to go. Never been. <laughs> Looks it's, great. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a great advertisement for SeaWorld that uh, this film provides. Can't wait. <laughs> By another theme park company. They're like, we want to go to your theme park and make it look like it's it's coming apart. We don't want to go to ours. No, 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 no. Let's 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 tiptoe over to your patch. I mean, I, I'm into the the mud wrestling theme. <laughs> that was unexpected. Yeah. Very few Jaws films include a uh, local yokel uh, fist fight um, happening with be- between Peepaw and cousins that also kiss. I don't know that that's what's in that show, but it feels like that's what's in that show. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll take two tickets. <laughs> well, Gina, I don't want to frighten you, but we are not alone. That is right. We have a special guest. Now, you might know him from his YouTube channel, Movie Joy, or his fantastic film series, Movies with Mikey. And I have it on good authority that his unique tunnels are not only fun, but informative. The one, the only, Mikey Newman. Hi, oh, Mikey. Hello. Hello. Welcome to SeaWorld, everyone. I'm glad we could all meet here. Now, in San uh, Diego. <laughs> I think, well, this one I think is in Florida. Uh, I I was paying half attention. (laughs) It really doesn't matter so much. I mean, both of them have very similar setups, but for whatever reason, this, well, I think it's a lot of the background players just give a Florida vibe. San Diego is its own unique version of weird white people, but they're more buttoned up. There's a lot of trucker caps and cotton OP shirts here. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now to be fair, now to be fair, the OP shirts did make it up as far north as New Jersey, but right. but uh, I, I speak from authority when I when I say this, but yes. uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is this is uh, this is Florida. Yeah, uh, I think they give it lip service at some point or the other. Um, now, Mikey, I I love what you do on YouTube. I think it's it's fantastic. Well, I think you're one of the best film essayists. That- I wish the YouTube algorithm agreed. That was so <laughs> cool for me. <laughs> well, I'm going to do what I can uh, from oh, my end you. to get more people to watch your stuff because I think it's amazing. I think you have an incredibly unique point of view. And it's why I waited until now to ask you because there's no better piece of cinema to really unpack 
than the third Jaws film in the series. So my question to you is, what what was the first time you happened to watch Jaws 3? Blockbuster video of VHS rental. And it was like years after I'd seen one and two, mm-hmm. uh, one of which is a good film. And <laughs> this one was like SeaWorld. And it's just all these like people running scared at the park. And I'm like, oh, people getting fucked up at SeaWorld. This is, this is my jam. <laughs> no one dies in this whole movie. Yeah, they, there's a lot of close encounters with sharks and very few I'm going to chomp, 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 chomp yous in this movie. They're, they're few and far between. No one is ever traumatized, even when they're bitten by Jaws Jr., technically, but <laughs> that's a whole subplot. Um, <laughs> but no one is ever, like, traumatized at all. They just get out of the water and they're like, wow, I almost got turned into fish food. <laughs> Let's get some pizza, brah. Well, that's, well, that's one, of my, one of my issues with the movie as a whole and also the, the, the rest of the franchise as a whole is, is these people, uh, the Brody family, they can't stay away from the fucking water. No, they, they, they just can't. They have encounter after encounter after encounter with, you know, large predatory animals in the sea. And they just cannot. The, the everybody just kind of blows off uh, 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 the younger son's problems with the water. Yeah. Like, you know, n- nobody tells him, well, you know, you know, well, why is he's afraid of the water? He's afraid of the water. Yeah, well, you know how it is. No, maybe you should try explaining to people <laughs> why he's afraid of the water and why somehow you're not. Yeah, that he personally, up close, witnessed multiple shark attacks. Uh, this is the same problem Mike has at, at one point. He he and Bess Armstrong get themselves out of the water after being rescued by dolphins. And the first thing Dennis Quaid says is, what was that? Motherfucker, it was a shark. You've been here, Mike Brody. You've seen this. This is not a UFO. It's a shark. Yeah, because, I mean, if I had one, you know, that close shark encounter, I I wouldn't even shower again. I'd basically just turn a dirty peanut. I, I would. I just just water, forget it. Just just you know, fly me out to Kansas, drop me off in the middle of a field somewhere, and I'll just live there for the rest of my days. My closest shark encounters were being a studio guide at Universal Studios Hollywood and seeing that carrot tooth pop out of the water, you know, five times a day. I always then, wanted to see that. I'm so I'm so jealous of people who got to see that. That was like one of my oh, biggest wishes when I was a kid. That's that still is on Earth. Really? The Jaws ride in Florida does no no longer exist. I I cannot state for certain that the Jaws ride in Japan is still there. That's the one I don't know. But I've been on all three of those. Um, the the ride where you're on a boat, infinitely better than just sitting on a tram and it tilting, you know, 10 degrees south and this very, very fake looking shark coming out of the water at, at uh, <laughs> I'd say 25 degrees, mouth completely open like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and it just a water cannon going off near you. You know, um, I, I would bet it's still more terrifying than a shark slowly floating towards a plate glass window. Very true. <laughs> just um, chilling. Gina, Gina where, where was the first time you saw Jaws 3D? You know, a long time ago, we had an episode in which we talked about uh, the brief revival of 3D, 3D movies in the 80s. Correct, yes. Uh, 
this was the one I didn't see in the theater somehow. Uh, I, I saw Friday 13th. I saw Parasite, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't think anybody saw, but, um, yeah. But somehow I didn't see this one. I, I must have caught it on cable when, when it came probably, you know, a year or two later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think I saw them in order. I saw this one before Jaws 2. Okay. So, but, so I, I didn't even realize that Jaws 2 was all the same characters, <laughs> right. which, which, you know, again, makes the whole, you know, everybody's still, you know, working in the water, coming near the water, vacationing in the water. Um, you know, and then, and it continues in the fourth movie. Yeah. Where they're still the revenge. Working. They're still working in the water. Again, I, like, I think we've encountered this a couple of times. Like we talked about Jaws 3D a little bit. Um, back then and I told everyone this was a movie that I not only saw in theaters once but twice begged to go back that was back when you could just go to movies and that was a cheap evening now Um, and I was enraptured with like this movie was everything to me I loved Jaws I loved Jaws too I had no taste and (laughs) (laughs) that combined with the sight of Bess Armstrong in a uh, scuba suit was just enough to throw me into a tizzy. And of course, we can't talk about Jaws 3D without noting my mom's visceral dislike of the film and constantly making fun of my enjoyment of it by stating that Bess Armstrong audibly kisses Dennis Quaid throughout the film. Not just kisses him, audibly kisses him. Hi, honey. (laughs) Half her dialogue. Um, I think that's funny that that is your mom's problem with this movie. <laughs> oh, it's like my mom's problem with Batman because all of them take place at night. They're so dark. Like, when the fuck else do bats come out? <laughs> it's like you're complaining, I don't like Jaws movies because they take place in the water so much. It's like, that's just part of it. I, I assume either, both of you might know some of the background of the different paths that Jaws 3 could have been. Well, I yeah. know the whole uh, Jaws one people zero thing. Right. Jaws three people zero. Oh, right, yes. right, right. Yes, yes. That Joe Dante was going to uh, yeah. direct, and the National Lampoon uh, guys were in charge of writing. Um, and Steven Spielberg caught wind of this and said, "Absolutely not! I will never make a movie with you again if you do this script." That's how scarred by 1941 he was. It's like, no, I can't even think of a comedy happening anywhere near my name. Please do not do this. That's fair. (laughs) Those were words to live by as it turned out. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us were scarred by 1941. (laughs) Mostly him, as it turns out. Yeah, very much so. Can I go to bat for this movie in a really strange way that I found out last night? Are either of you fans of the Buffy TV show or Angel or Firefly from back in the day? Yes. At at the time, it meant a lot to me. And at the time, I was working at Universal Studios Hollywood, weirdly enough. Yeah. I noticed a really strange credit in the opening credits of this movie, and it's James A. Contner, who directed the majority of all of those shows' episodes. Oh, wow. And like visually, they because this movie isn't ugly. It's like a, a film, but it's also dumb. But it's like, 
beautifully dumb and i was I like oh are, Buffy, i think there's parts sense. that are beautifully dumb and also wide swaths of it in which they cannot focus either the left or right camera but yes continue there there was there was definitely a few shots where i'm like that's suspiciously out of focus because <laughs> <laughs> like it, back in the vhs days nobody noticed you know right just drop back at blockbuster nowadays i'm renting a 4k movie on amazon or whatever mm-hmm and you'd notice. Focus yeah. your camera, boys. Let's go. <laughs> they had two of them, so they had two tries to get it right. And sometimes they, they're they 0 for 2 on focusing the camera. It's we, really wild. We don't call those 50-50s. We call those 0-100s. <laughs> we missed them both. <laughs> the odds are really, really bad. Um, that is wild. Um, so was he the second unit director or was no, he, a, he was the DP. So he's, he's the, the DP. He's responsible for all the actually very good lighting in this film, the really well stuff or the well shot stuff outdoors. So yes, he's using whatever like wild script and this director that I'm pretty sure never worked again after this film. No, Joe Alves uh, was yeah. primarily known as a production designer and he was, specifically hired for this after going through a lot of people who said no. I uh, hope he, he got paid. <laughs> hope so too. Uh, he was mostly hired because he was, he was the guy who had the most experience using a mechanical shark, right? That sounds like a oh. good idea. There is quite a lot of, sh- it's, it's weird to think about this movie because I was watching it with my partner who has never seen Jaws one or two. So I mm-hmm. had to keep explaining to her like, <laughs> Mike Brody, <laughs> Mike Brody. Uh, it's like the same, like the two kids from the first film screw up three and four. Cause like Sean dies at the beginning of four, I believe. Yes. And yes. then the shark hunts the mom <laughs> with Mario Van Peebles. Is this a fever dream? Now it doesn't sound real. Um, no, it's, it's also the, the shark roars. And, yeah. and 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 rises out of the water to to pluck somebody off a, off of a uh, off the the mast of a boat. Yeah, it's like like, like a, you're just it, like you just pull an apple off a tree. It's like it's orca all of a sudden. <laughs> is it kind it's of shamus. Is it kind of cheating that most of the shark stuff in this movie is the smaller Jaws Junior shark? Because at first I'm like, Jaws seems he's lost some weight, I think, or something. <laughs> There's just yeah. like this guppy they're flying around through most of the film. I don't even know if you can call it Jaws Jr. Because like we're we're like down like down two sharks at this point. So this is like a <laughs> Jaws cousin or something. Believe it or not, the original intention of this film <laughs> was that it was the same shark from Jaws 2, and they were going to scar yes. it, and it was going to travel down to Florida. So it was going to happen. World, and someone at Universal said, "Ah, uh, that that is too much. But what if we did this all in 3D?" And they're like, "Great idea." And so he's going so the shark was going to have like all these burn scars like the Phantom of the Opera. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wearing a half mask, playing an organ, <laughs> insisting that one person can only sing his opera the whole schmear. Uh <laughs> Oh, my kingdom for a a scarred shark wearing a mask behind an organ. So believe it or not, 
there was almost a second co-director on this motion picture. And when I tell you who this person was going to be, you're going to fucking freak out. It was almost co-directed by legendary editor Verna Fields. She was. (laughs) Like, that is the movie I want. Like, that would be amazing. Um, But no, another name that's in this credits (laughs) is the Richard Matheson. um, Oh, my God. Delivered some of the greatest sci-fi horror fantasy concepts of the 20th century. Including this one. (laughs) Add this one to the pile. Let's get SeaWorld in there. (laughs) Last Man on Earth. The Incredible Shrinking Man. Get Jaws to SeaWorld. I am am Shark. I am Shark. (laughs) The Omega Shark. Here's how he (laughs) described it. I'm a good storyteller, and I wrote a good outline and a good script. And if they had done it right, it would have, and maybe had it been directed by somebody who knew how to direct, I think it would have been an excellent movie. Jaws 3D was the only thing Joe Alves ever directed. The man is a very skilled production designer, but as a director, no. (laughs) (laughs) But as a director, he's a very skilled production designer. Exactly. And the so-called 3D just made the film look murky. It had no effect whatsoever. It was a waste of time. Put it on the DVD cover. Uh, Richard Matheson. A waste of time. (laughs) I love that this is very much generation two of 3D movie making, which we see fail again in 15 years or whatever. It's just really weird to think about 3D never worked for a period of time. Yeah. Like it, it every time it failed. And I, I've been always been a bit harsh <clears throat> because in the, or the earliest iteration of our, our podcast, we went through the Friday, the 13th franchise death by death, character by character in the order which they died. We'd break films up into four to seven parts just to get them all and give them all the time to shine. And Friday the 13th 3D has a lot of interesting idiosyncrasies, namely washing, watching a guy uh, eat dry peanuts and warm, sunny delight and then poop. And yeah. then later in the movie, watching another guy poop. It's very fascinated with watching people poop in 3d but it's so brightly lit in comparison to the first two films i've always found it found it really weird and then when scream factory came out with the blu-ray set where they actually included the 3d version of the film i'm like oh now i get it now you can actually see the planes at work now i know why it's so overly lit because you have to see everything in order to see multiple planes at work and that's a lot better. I can't say the same for Jaws 3D. How can I say that? Because when Universal released this on Blu-ray, an extra is Jaws 3D. That's right. Your boy's got a 3D TV and Blu-ray player. So I watched this and took notes with 3D <laughs> fucking glasses. <laughs> well done. Well done. You're, is you're the dead, best part of this movie the Jaws 3D snapping credits? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, well, I, the best thing I could say is that as opposed to Friday the 13th 3D, mm-hmm. there is uh, not as much just shoving things in the camera uh, in this as there is in Friday the 13th. I mean, there's a couple, yeah. but it, it, it's not as, you, you don't get that as much. 
Right. Instead, you you've know, got like you've got like you know a a gawping fish head, you know, right yeah. at the beginning, just sort of looking confused, like what the hell just oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and then you've got like an arm floating had, towards the camera. I I had this weird thought while watching this movie because I because Friday uh, part three three D Friday the Thirteenth or yeah Friday the Thirteenth that came out around here, but the whole movie. Jaws 3D reminded me more of Jason Takes Manhattan, where it's like marketed after this idea that like, yo, in this one, Jaws is going to eat SeaWorld. And like, <laughs> he doesn't get there for the whole movie. And then right right at the end, it's like, ah, fine. But everyone's okay. <laughs> it's more like, like Jaws bumps into Sea World awkwardly and causes some minor haphazard damage. They should have changed the name and not signed any contracts with Sea World, so they actually could have made this worth the while. I yeah, think. I think so too. Just, very low budget, right? Uh, they could have filmed it uh, at any other water park; it would have been just fine. It is worth noting that this film has the uh, features the second worst thing that's quote suggested by the novel jaws by peter benchley the first being the novel's sex scene between brody's wife and hooper will remain for all time and eternal the worst thing that was suggested by the novel jaws um and uh, then it opens with um do 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 baby shark do 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 eating a fish and we get a fish head in 3D because you will believe a shark can eat most of a fish, but not all of it. Yeah, the, 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 the fish head's like, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Freeze frame. Jaw 3D is also one of the few films in which the third act is foreshadowed by a diorama. <laughs> um, we, of course, during this opening credits, we learn that we're at SeaWorld and we meet, quote unquote, Calvin Bruchard, as he is listed in the credits, played by a recent Oscar winner at the time, Louis Gossett Jr., whose entire just, performance is smothered in gravy, I'll say. Yeah. Just, yeah, everybody everybody in this. And I realize it, it takes place in Florida, but also, uh, Patrick, you 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 worked the amusement park scene or the theme park theme scene. It seems like they get a lot of people from all over the country and not just, and if not all over the world to yeah. work at theme parks and manage them. Uh, everybody in this has got a thick, not even Florida accent, like a thick Texas accent. You've got like yeah. Dennis Quaid. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I thought that the Brody family was supposed to be from, from, you know, Martha's Vineyard by way of yeah. New York. <laughs> but you've got, you know, hey, y'all, it's me, Dennis Quaid. How you doing? <laughs> My <laughs> Brody. <laughs> and then you've got, like, Louisiana and, like, like Louis Gossett. You've got this other woman who is chasing after this guy who's the one who ends up with his arm severed. She's just got this, like, comically broad accent. <laughs> Did anyone else just in their head canonically connect? the Iron Eagle series to Jaws 3D? Because I just assumed it was the same character from both <laughs> franchises. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, think like Enemy Mines, the only time you don't hear Louis Gossett Jr. really lean into the Gulf Coast of his accent. But here he practically has like a shrimp in one side of his mouth and a straw from a hurricane in the other. <laughs> like he just... 
very Southern. And it's also implied that like his, his number two in command is kind of like, we don't talk about Calvin Bruchard's past. It's almost as if he's supposed to be a kind of Donald Trump, which is weird because canonically in the film, Calvin has both accomplished something and paid his contractors. Damn. Just yeah. Does he, does he own this? Is it possible for a single person to own an entire theme park? I think once upon a time, that was kind of what theme parks were. They were owned by or developed by a guy like the six flags in Texas, um, which do not Google what the six flags stand for. Everyone, you won't like what you see. Um, yeah, you, hey, as a proud Texan, <laughs> I I will fight for the it, the the flags are France, Portugal, Mexico. Crap, it's been so long. <laughs> Were they all the countries that used to own Texas? Is that what yeah. it comes down to? Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the six flags is Texas itself because it was a sovereign nation before. There we go. Yeah. Where everyone in Texas is very gung ho about that whole thing. Yes, they are. Um, yeah, my family moved to Texas, and yes, I've I've learned. Um, <laughs> so we we meet Mike Brody. Um, last Mike time Brody. we saw him, he was recovering from almost being eaten by a shark. So what did he do? Get in the water again. Um, he's he's Mike well Bro- he's he's well aged to from about seventeen to thirty now. Even though this is only maybe four or five years after God. the events of Jaws two. Sea World puts the years on you. he's he's really aged from 17 to this 30 year old guy don't work at sea world everybody knows it's a a salt water you know kind of like dries you out so my question is is this the world's first legacy sequel where they discard jaws 2 is not actually canon and they're like no 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 that didn't happen jaws happened and now jaws 3 happened but jaws 2 we keep that under the collar do you you think that's what it is like do you think that that according to the the universe of jaws 3 they've only had the one encounter because the the the, the kids never really got that close to to no i guess the one kid did uh mike definitely was in the water he right. saw a guy who was helping him with the seat right right right, right. A fucking leg and, right in front of him and sean was like was real little but uh yeah he's playing in the sand sean singing the grid song is the one who is eaten by jaws though Canonical. In, in part it, well in part four yeah yeah he, um the revenge yeah, <laughs> is that? I mean, is that? Do you? I mean, do you know that that's what it is, or that's no, what you I think is no going idea, on? But I mean, they it, don't say that they've had several encounters. It's with possible. Shark. Yeah, everybody is remarkably like, yeah, that was a thing, you know. Yeah. Like, which is which is funny to me because I know like a handful of people who had like account encounters with dogs when they were when they were then when they were young and just won't go near them in in, yeah. in adulthood so it seems odd to me that when you're that up close and seeing someone killed by a shark you're not going to be doing anything that deliberately puts you in the water at that point yeah. now sean definitely like he's going to college in colorado he it's in a landlocked state like he's trying to be a cowboy for whatever weird reason but he definitely has a, a water phobia whereas mike who is like been almost swallowed by a shark. It's like, I don't know. Time for me to get on the sea do. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that, that like 1982 sea do, like the, yeah. the most amazing piece of technology that has ever existed. <laughs> 
And he, I mean, listen, I don't need him to be a professional riding on it, but it gives the implication that this is how he gets around the park. So like you would know how to drive it by now, but he, he's very he, shaky. Oh, he, he, can't, Pat, I, he, can't, he can't manage that popcorn cart. I've never <laughs> watched anyone ride a Sea-Doo side saddle. That was very strange. I was like, it's not a skateboard. <laughs> he like, he literally rolls the popcorn cart, Patrick. What do you want from him? <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know how that happens. It, it, the The sequence does not make uh, filmic sense, uh, but we'll get to that. Um, the, there are entire sequences in this movie, and him riding away on the Sea-Doo is one of them, where it appears like no one has cleaned the lens of either the left or the right camera. And I know it's double the work, but like you knew this job was tricky when you took it. You have to clean the lens of both cameras and focus them. And this is not one of those circumstances. Uh, but lucky for us, there's two characters here that I think we can all say are the best. And that is Cindy and Sandy, the two dolphins that change motivations between scenes. <laughs> they want out. They want in. Did this film pay their way into college? Maybe we shouldn't blame them. They didn't ask to be in Jaws 3D, but I think they're pretty good. Yeah, all, all the sea animals are great in this. They're they're just yes. they're just fine. I could watch them for hours. I will say the size of the animal tanks are a war crime, but yeah, I love that they have the 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 the, ba- the baby shark and like you know basically a weight a kiddie pool <laughs> with with a hand drawn My- with a hand drawn sign. That says that there's says, a great white shark here. Sh- shark. <laughs> well, there's there's that part of the film where everyone at SeaWorld is like, yeah, man, we're going to like drug this fucking shark and then we're going to bring it back to SeaWorld, right? <laughs> Brah, let's go, man. Let's and then, then we're going to stand, we're going to stand close enough that we can look down at it in an open pool. <laughs> Like it's I, a manta ray. It makes no sense at yeah. all to keep this, this, even though it is a do, 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 baby shark, it needs a real tank. Like you're, you are not doing best practices to keep this animal alive. I mean, I mean we're not talking, we're not talking a, a shark night 3D ignorance of how, <laughs> of how marine life works and interacts and what kind of water they require and what their yeah. environment should be like for sustenance. But it is pretty funny that they don't, they have this, this poor shark in this waiting pool for like a half hour. Just like, forget it. <laughs> it just like dies. <laughs> The one thing this movie has over Shark Night 3D is that someone who's already lost one arm does not wander waist deep back into the water with a trident and go, come on, sharks, come and get me. Like, that's not a fair fucking fight. Holy shit. I just had a flashback that we watched and talked about Shark Night 3D. Oh, God. We watched and I yelled about Shark Night 3D for 45 minutes. Everyone yeah. knows the best shark movie is Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. This is well <laughs> documented. <laughs> it's it's just science, is what it, it, comes it down is. To, right? I, which is what that film's about. Hello. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, we're introduced to Catherine, uh, played by Bess Armstrong, who sometimes is. Tr- trying to play a character and other times she's just on screen and I can't tell which is which half the time. It's really weird. She's trying real hard to, to seem like she might be in love with Dennis Quaid. (laughs) 
Yeah, the heat between the two of them could be reduced down to a warm sprite. <laughs> it's a tepid, forgotten about sprite. <laughs> Just a sprite you left out on the counter, and then five hours later, you're like, oh, fuck, I opened a sprite. That's... That's kind of what we're dealing with here. It just tastes like lime now. All the lemons. <laughs> oh, no. How did they manage to erase the lime? We might never know. And, they, and then you've got the other couple who is, uh, uh, I do not remember the name of the actor playing uh, Sean. I don't think he really did much after this. Um, and then you've got uh, a pre-Back to the Future Leah Thompson. Yes. Who, uh, her way of flirting with someone is, oh, you have a phobia? Let me let me continuously try to force you to face <laughs> this phobia. It is the rare reversal of have you considered my penis syndrome, where she is trying to get him over a psychological problem with have you considered my vagina? It's like, you know, he's flirting via fear factor. Oh, you're afraid of bugs? <laughs> How about we have dinner in the middle of this, t- in this tank full of cockroaches? It'll be fun. Come on. <laughs> you said flirting via fear factor, and my brain immediately imagined Joe Rogan trying to slam every piece at SeaWorld, and <laughs> I died a little. I died, I've died a little. I'm sorry. I'm the second body in this movie after the kid. <laughs> Well, we'll try to shove your soul back into your skeleton. Yeah, the just cram it in there. Cereal tank. And uh, the way we'll do that is to introduce Philip Fitzroy's. Yes. That's right. He's half Jacques Cousteau and half Craven the Hunter, just without Ooh. all he's, the fur, he's, I guess. He's, he's half Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau's, you know, theory on everything was, fuck them sharks. <laughs> fuck those tigers. Fuck that elephant, I, too. I used to have a, a Jacques Stowe t-shirt that said, sharks, period, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> eat a, official Jacques Stowe merchandise. Very cool. Very cool. You got, you got uh, Philip Fitzroy's friend? Yeah, he's um, Jack. Jack is part he, attache, part sidekick, and also, I assume, pan-romantic lover. I was going to say, I think that they're lovers, because he is, like, weeping, like someone is tearing his heart out of his chest when yeah, uh, no. when, 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 when Fitzroyce is chewed, gummed to death. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> um. He's like, no! Come down! <laughs> When when Philip is introduced, we constantly cut back to Quaid and Armstrong. And if you want to know really what Joe Alves's like v- cinematic voice is, is he parks them both in front of at center of frame with nothing but concrete behind them, and they both kind of vamp half heartedly to nobody, and then a character enters the scene. It just I no this like was supposed it, to be in 3D. It shows you like the lifelessness of the concrete prison they have surrounded themselves with. It's oh. very symbolic, actually. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad we have invited somebody who can give this meaning because <laughs> for a movie McQueen I have watched, meaning. I shit you not, probably ten times. Wow. <laughs> I I keep coming back to Jaws 3D. I took my son, who is now 11, when he was eight. Um, it showed at the Arrow Theater here in town. Of course, longtime listeners will know that's the movie movie theater from 10 to midnight and Sleepwalkers. 
and we saw Jaws 3D on the big screen um, in a double feature with Ape, the movie in which the King Kong ripoff uh, flipped off the camera. That's like its <laughs> triumphant moment. Uh, we watched Jaws 3D and we were all set to stay for Ape. And he's like, you know what? I'm too scared. I need to go home. I'm like, okay, sure, 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 sure. You know, we're not going to keep you out later than you want. If you're scared, like, it's fine. He slept in our bed that night. Jaws 3 rattled him that much. Wow. I saw Jaws at the same age, and I believe as a, much of a scaredy cat as I was, like, I dreamt about it, like, all I want to do is get in the water with Jaws for the rest of my life. <laughs> Jaws is so cute, which is a thing my partner remarked on multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Jaws is like, so cute. Yeah, when yeah. he's when he's doing that little that little you know chill floating towards the, the window at the <laughs> yeah. end. He just yeah. like he's just, just like that, he's like I gotta get you here. Yeah, I boop. come. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like it's like when you're playing with a baby and you kind of like you know you're like you kind of like playing with your nose or like you know putting a spoon towards you like here it comes. <laughs> And everybody's just like slow motion. Ah. <laughs> like, I, I'm just like, look, I'm just like, look at this guy. He's just, he's just coming so slow. Look at this sweetie. When he's coming, <laughs> like he's just coming up to say hi. And just meandering. I, yeah, Mikey's absolutely right. He boops that glass. He yeah. does. It, it just explodes. It yeah. Explodes. <laughs> In 3D. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> A little. Um, I will say uh, that when Overman, the bodybuilder slash welder, is out on the docks just like, and it's magic hour, like, I think that's the best looking shot in this entire movie. It is gorgeous. Yeah, like, there, there, yeah, there are a couple, I was thinking that, there, there are a couple of uh, magic hour shots that are, that are, that are good. And, and yeah. you know what, I, I think this is a terrible movie, but it's terrible in a very charming way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then it's not yeah. terrible. If it has redeeming qualities, it's great. <laughs> I just think it Ooh. makes so many wrong decisions. Oh, yeah. It, it creates a dish that when you eat it, you're like, I'm not, I, I don't know that I would ever do this again, but I'd also eat this again. Yeah. That's the way I feel it, it, about John. It, it's the, it's the, uh, um, the kombucha meme of movies where you're just like making a face and you're like, oh. But they're like, no, 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 no. but no. You know? it's kind of like that classic combination, peanut butter and bleach. <laughs> I think you nailed it. Everybody's always uh, talking yeah, about it. He's one of the greats. This is the reason why he's here. So Overman goes into the water. He's going to repair the gate that the do, 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 do baby shark. And we assume mama shark, but we don't see her for a while. Yeah. Um, they break up the the gate and he's got to go down and, and lock it up with a padlock which okay it works fine so he's down there it takes him forever to put this padlock on we get a couple of flyby fish scares before you guessed it a shark scream and then he's eaten <laughs> and then 3d severed arm floats could you at us. demonstrate the shark scream for us um <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> The opening to a quiet riot song, of course. <laughs> this movie has both shark screams and people who are being eaten groaning. And you hear it. <laughs> ah, beans. <laughs> that's not coming from the shark. That's coming from nephew inside a shark's mouth, just being noshed on. He's not even swallowing that guy. He's just doing damage because he got in the way. 
Anyways, let's get back to our flow here because uh, it's important that we note that Jaws 3D is brought to you in part by Michelob. Do you like drinking beer but not enough to actually enjoy it? Drink Michelob. <laughs> You're never getting that Michelob sponsorship now. <laughs> we are very low on Michelob's uh, want list right now. We are we are not on their white list in the, for the near future. Uh, but who knows? I might change my tune if they start paying me money. Hey, Patrick. I noticed you're walking a little funny. Everything okay? Oh, I'll be honest with you, Gina. I made a uh, terrible mistake. You know, with spring and summer coming up, you know, it's getting warm outside. And I'm thinking, I got to kind of like trim down uh, my stuff downstairs uh, with, you know, I'm going to be seen in a swimsuit and whatnot. Yeah, uh, it's bikini season, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I I just didn't have the right tools for the job. So I, the only person I could think of to call into the situation is our old pal, Sharphand Joe himself, Freddy Krueger. And it was a terrible mistake, Gina. Oh, my goodness. No wonder. Um, well, you know, there, there are certain tools you can get. Uh, have you considered uh, the Manscaper? That's true. The In fact... Uh, I, I, I've heard all about the performance package 4.0 by Manscaped. And to be honest with you, that sounds like a much better plan than letting a, a, a burnt serial killer who's killed 20 plus children and now lives in a dreamscape to help me, you know, downstairs. Uh, from what I understand, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, it's like the future of personal grooming with its cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to its advanced skin safe technology. I love that I have all of this uh, up in my head just to relay to you. <laughs> Um, and well, you know, uh, and also, you know, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I mean, he can get the job done, but can uh, he? Mm. Can can he provide you with uh, uh, some nice crop reviver toner uh, no. and, and some uh, some deodorant for your undercarriage if that's you know a, a thing that you are concerned about? It's the, uh, all that stuff would have changed the way I approached my hygiene routine, and really would have had my balls saying thank you. But no. Uh, when it comes to that sort of help, it, it really for all that Freddie had to offer was the fact that we went down to his uh, his basement where there's all that steam. So my pores did open up, but I didn't have anything to help after the fact to uh, to help that area uh, in you know feel and. Uh, smell better <laughs> let's put it that way the the steam down there really just makes my hair frizzy that's what that's the benefit of it i mean that. also also by going to to freddy krueger for your you know your testicular grooming needs you're also missing mm-hmm. out on the uh the free gifts that you would get with uh manscaped performance package uh which is which is very nice boxers they're boxer briefs the ladies love those i could i as a lady i could confirm mm-hmm. uh that that's a good look on all men and the uh, shed travel bag so uh, well that way you can uh, keep it all this stuff with you now you're right. going to get uh, right on top of this, you're going to get that uh, that lawnmower 4.0, uh, and it is a hell of a machine. It, it actually has this 400k LED spotlight that allows you to see what you're doing, so you're you're cutting more precisely and more accurately. And on top of that, like the trimmer's waterproof, so you can do it in the shower, no more mess on your bathroom floor, and 
It also includes the weed whacker, nose, and ear hair trimmer. Uh, and that also has that proprietary skin safe technology. So there's no tugging and pulling. And uh, to be honest with you, with the glove, there's a lot of tugging and pulling. If you if you uh, you know if you are listening to us and you're thinking I'd like my testicles to be smooth as silk, you can get twenty percent off using our special code KBK, and you get free shipping. Free That's shipping. Right. Who, who doesn't love free shipping? It's a great package. Your, your so balls and your again. wallet will love you for it. <laughs> Both of them. The two things that are closest to your package, your balls and your wallet, they'll both say thank you verbally to you. So you're going to get the lawnmower 4.0. You're going to get the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer, which works excellently. You're going to get that crop preserver and crop reviver. Uh, Both of those help that area look and feel its best. You're going to get a shed travel bag to put all that in and a pair of uh, Manscaped boxers, which feel great. Let all that area breathe. It's, It's a wonderful gift either for yourself or to that loved one who happens to own balls, get 20% off and free shipping with the code KBK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. When you use the code KBK at checkout, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. Don't talk to Freddy Krueger about this. He's bad at it. Don't do it. Don't do it, but go to manscaped.com. And now the body count continues. Now, Sean Brody, we learn, has a couple of traits. Uh, One, he's going to college in a landlocked state. Two, he enjoys standoff, which is a game where two people kind of slap at one another (laughs) until one of them falls over for reasons. Sounds great. I've seen this movie at least 10 times and I still don't get the fucking point of standoff. I've never seen it played in real life. This was not something that translated into real life. It's like they didn't think that it's like they thought that beer pong was uh, was was copywritten. So they had to make up their own <laughs> drinking game. I guess so. That sounds like the best party ever. Why didn't we do this podcast and make up our own beer pong? This is so genius. Yes. Yes, I I think that is very true. We just need to come up with a weirdly physical game in which a very small woman can shove a very large man over and she's like, it's a game of balance. And you're like, oh, I guess. I mean, it's not really a game, but sure, why not? Um, but it gives us an opportunity to really drink in the humanity on display inside of this bar that they're at. It's like... Smokey and the Bandits Day Player Convention. Just everyone <laughs> around there just mm, has an aura. Let's let's put it that way. Um, we meet Overman's wife, girlfriend, fuck partner, friend with benefits. Who knows? But she's dressed like Jane Fonda's workout, but for the colorblind. <laughs> she's very upset that Overman didn't come home, and everyone assumes he's simply drunk, but somewhere else. But Leah Thompson is playing a character by the name of Kellyanne Bukowski. Uh, She appears here in this scene in a pink unbuttoned button down and your Nana's couch cushion as a vest. Yep. It's a great, it's a great look. It screams 1982. I, I had to rewind the movie when they said her name. Cause I thought mm-hmm. they said Kellyanne Kapowski. 
right. like from Saved by the Bell, and I was like, what? <laughs> but uh, I looked it up. Uh, Bukowski. Yeah. So. Yes. Different. Close, but no cigar. Very close. If they, if, that someone on that set was like, you know what? I'm a huge Jaws 3D fan. How do I make a reference to my favorite movie? And they figured it out. And yeah, someone it's a, will it's, get it in 2022. <laughs> it's it's odd because she's very much set up to to be dead meat. Yeah. And all she ends up with is like a little little scrape. He doesn't even bite her. He just kind of like rubs up against her and like gives, scrapes yeah. her leg. She gets a flyby with teeth, basically. Yeah, yeah. and then she and then, and then she is fortunate enough to not be back for the rest of the movie. <laughs> she's she's chilled in a she's chilled in a hospital bed somewhere. She drives away in a a, a career rescuing ambulance. Although um, although I think that's when I think that's the last we see of Sean too. So his character yes. ended ultimately with nothing really to do. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's hard to. Uh, shine as bright as you can when you're next to Leah Thompson. Uh, a lot of people tried, and very few uh, really escaped her her black hole of star power. Like she's she's you want to watch more of her. Like she Ooh. was able to act. Uh, literally, she's the best actor in Howard the Duck. Far and away, outguns every single person with a duck who's not really talking to her. Like. How is that possible? She fucking runs away with that. Very weird movie. Anyway. I feel very passionately about Leah Thompson. I am. You're just yes. like, you're just like pointing, you're gesticulating, you're Alex Jonesing all over the place about how great Leah Thompson is. Yes, very much so. Very florid uh, so. right now. <laughs> Do we have an explanation for why Sean went from a landlocked college town yeah. to basically being the Gordon's fisherman in New England? <laughs> At the beginning of Joss Revenge. Well, that's what that's what I don't understand. What happened, is that, Sean? Is that you know? Okay, Sean. This is either you know this is either your 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 first or your this is either your second or your third encounter with a shark at this point. Yeah. What in the world are you doing going back to the sea town where it all started? I don't know, and and he's also a sheriff in that. Now, yeah. To its credit. He's played by a completely different actor, um, uh, uh, arcade starman Lance Guest, who we previously talked about twice on the show in Halloween Two. Uh, no, 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 no. Was, Lance Lance Guest was um was Mike in the oh. in, in in Jaws Four. I don't that I don't yeah. know why I remember that, but I remember that. Oh wait, you're absolutely right. So Mike Brody has gone from uh the guy Can't who stay welds underwater to out of a, the water. They, oh, they, they cannot stay out of the water. Now he is living in the Bahamas and like oh. and like giving people like boating lessons. Uh, and oh, what and wonder and, and, and chastising his mother because she doesn't like going in the water. Right. What is what kind of collective amnesia do these people have? I, again, I think only Jaws exists in, in all of the sequels. They just ignore everything in between. So, yeah, why Sean decided to become a sheriff like Dad, we'll never know. Uh, we'll, we'll never have to know. I, I don't know that I can cover Jaws 4 on this show. I just, I'm not sure I can do that to you my You know brain. what the worst thing is? Is you were saying that, and I was like, none of that's true. I already know <laughs> someone is going to make a prequel 10-episode, like, Amazon series. Whoever p- pays the least money to own Jaws. Whoever buys Universal, basically. Yeah. They'll do, like, the story you've been waiting for. How did Sean 
coming soon to Peacock. I, listen, uh, someone is going to make an Amity Island show on Peacock. Yeah, it's just gonna right. fucking happen. Yeah. They're finally, so, finally, gonna, finally gonna get that mafia storyline that Peter Benchley wrote in the book. <laughs> oh, finally. And and you know how to, and you know making Mrs. Brody just constantly just bitching about how much she hates living in Amity in Amity. <laughs> Just screwing every oceanologist who comes by. Um, she has a, buckle up for that one. She has an orgasm and like her brain melts a little bit. <laughs> that got oh. dark. God, the Jaws novel. It's amazing they made anything good out of that. Okay. So let's talk about two of the best characters. Yes, the drug smuggling bug boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been waiting for the bog boys this whole time. They're my, so we got they're the two best smuggling bog boys. Now, um, they whisper. I had the the uh, <laughs> the closed captioning on. Their their idea here is that they're going to steal coral from fucking SeaWorld and sell it to a guy in Miami who will pay top price for it. But uh, I like Mikey's headcanon here that they're really bog boy drug smugglers because yeah it would it makes more sense than these guys going to sea world for coral like it it hasn't been there for 150 i was gonna years. say that's not that's you know if that's natural coral at all it's, it's not, not yeah i was gonna say that's not gonna be worth much is there no. a big secondary like black market for coral i i assume now because it's all dying. right i was gonna say that probably is now but yeah but not, not that's 40 horrible. years ago what a mind tornado i just fell down oh no <laughs> oh no but their journey is fraught we get frog scares we get frog a sequence scares. in which a a shrimp crawls up a reed right into your face probably the second most beautiful shot in the entire thing yep but uh, they decide to uh, go crawl down this hill. They uh, launch their dinghy, their air-powered dinghy, uh, just on the hillside. Then they have to drag it. And they go out there. One guy goes down, and we assume is eaten whole by mama shark. And uh, the other guy is left tugging on a rope. He, uh, eventually gets pulled down. And eaten either by mama or baby shark. We don't fucking know. They had, either way, they had a feast. But let's then flip to two other weirdos in this movie. And that's Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong. And in the nearly six-year history of the show, this is the first time I've seen two people run like stealth Bluto at the same time. <laughs> Mike Brody. <laughs> His authoritative voice is to talk like this. <laughs> and they uh, come to uh, basically cock block Sean. They drag him out of the water. That's why he became a sheriff. Oh, yes. we figured it out. <laughs> That's right. We did it. He, he Peacock, never... call us. I got this. <laughs> uh, so there's that whole sequence. And then the next morning, they're fine. But those two assholes, they're dead. We do learn that uh, Mike and Catherine own a dog whose ears are so floppy, you have to hold the ears up so it can eat. <laughs> and probably the best animal performance in the entire movie. And that's saying something. Those dolphins are great. 
Yeah, that's the point. There's some sort of like subplot about uh, uh, Catherine is is applying for a job somewhere, and and Mike has a job, and you know, lined up in Venezuela. Yes, uh, and you know they're you know going back and forth about you know who's going to leave with two for whoever's job, and it's really not all that interesting. No. And, and of course, because this is 1983, you know, Catherine says, "Oh, I'll go with you to Venezuela," and like, "Oh, yeah, no. that's nice." <laughs> she is. I mean, granted, I don't think she really agrees with the direction Sea World has gone with like preserving sea life and over the course of this movie, and, and, so that and, softens and, some of the blow. And, and filming the deaths of animals to somehow. Right. Promote SeaWorld? It's the turning point in the movie is the moment you realize that not only does SeaWorld not care about the lives of any animals, they don't care about their own customers. No. (laughs) But we will get there. Yeah. First, I want to say, I can't tell you how disturbing that kitchen's wallpaper is in 3D. It is... (laughs) If you want your mind actually melted, if you just have your eyes like slip out of the the orbs that they've been placed in and just dangle below your chin, look at that wallpaper in 3D, you won't fucking forget it. Um, that being said, uh, Fitzroyce shows up to Orca rehearsal and he's like, hey, have you considered my aquatic penis to Catherine? And she's like, mm, I have, no thank you. And then we learn that there's a problem down with the gate. They take this 007 underwater sea deal with the dolphins. They go check it out and we get, you guessed it, a skeleton arm scare. <laughs> yeah, and, but that is that the arm from the gate technician that couldn't work a padlock at the beginning? That is set dressing for the Spanish galleon ship, actually. Oh, wow. Not- Did we watch the same movie? I am so <laughs> confused. Are you talking about the Goonies? What is going on? <laughs> yes and no, oh. but yes, that is, they've given that fake skeleton a name and it is a skeleton arm scare. Now, longtime listeners to the show will know one of our favorite sequences from Amityville 3D is when a recently burned skeleton tries to give the camera a hug. Yeah, it's like, ah! Like you get a skeleton <laughs> scare, he screams, and then gives you a hug. That's great. Fantastic. Five out of five no notes. This this, uh, this, to uh, Amityville 3D. this underwater sea do scene, like it looks like something a little kid have like holding a holding it like stuck to a popsicle stick and like just kind of <laughs> putting it against like a watery background. It's it's like it is charmingly terrible. It really is. Um, the baby shark shows up and, um, they are helped out by, uh, our two dolphin friends. My favorite part of the dolphin versus shark chase is when Catherine loses her grip on Cindy and calls for Mike as if he's going to, I don't know, a hear her underwater and B just Aquaman back and do something like Mike cannot help you right now, but Cindy does come back to get her and everything's fine. Um, that's, that's when they haul themselves out of the water and Mike goes, what was that? Like fucking shark. You've seen a shark before. You don't need to son of a bitch. <laughs> he doesn't need to crack open an encyclopedia and look up the <laughs> Shamu shark. Even, oh, even now I know what e- that is. Even if he hadn't had, a, you know, you know, at least one personal encounter with a shark. I mean, he does work at a sea park. 
Yeah. So one yeah. would assume that that the existence of a shark would not be puzzling to him. No. They kidnap sharks at this water park, <laughs> which is also a weird admission for SeaWorld to make. It's like, we just take whatever the fuck we want. I mean, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably better than uh, Philip Fitzroy's idea, which, well, I'll kill him. We'll mm. film it, and somehow yeah. it'll promote your park. <laughs> and, and Calvin's like, "Yeah, great idea. Yeah. Welcome roll to Sea World. I'm, I'm gonna be rolling in the dough, son of a bitch. Sea <laughs> World one, sharks zero. Oh, you know, oh, maybe God. we could maybe we could breed them and you know start a spear your own shark exhibit. <laughs> we also learned that that Fitzroy's backup plan is grenades that's right Chekhov's grenades are introduced in the sequence which is filmed in the dead of goddamn night with no lights on these fucking people is that the one on the beach they're on the dock and they're getting on that floaty thing yeah, yeah, yeah. which has lights underneath it but for whatever reason it is the most unfocused scene filmed in the like the people in the front plane are out of focus. The people in the back are out of focus. Everything's out of focus. But also, it's, like, my brain was like, oh, this is a day for night shot. All the night stuff. And then, like, when you realize it's from 1983, you're like, <laughs> wait, did they really shoot in no light with 35 millimeter? I just don't think they knew how much light they needed to throw on the situation. At least a flashlight at this point. Probably. I mean, in comparison, like of the three D movies of the time, uh, Parasite has the same problem. They they don't have enough money to have enough lights, but right. Jaws three D has enough money, and they just simply forgot to order them or turn them on. Whereas Friday the Thirteenth is like, no, 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 no. Um, we're going to film on an Aerosmith concert stage, but Aerosmith isn't here. Just throw all the lights, all the lasers, all of it onto these actors and at least you can fucking see them that's and here <laughs> it really is um so uh i don't know just don't you should never be in a situation where your escape plan is grenades is what it comes down to no but he's courteous enough to hold on to it even even after death true <laughs> he's got a death grip on it now mikey when you're like is this day for night i think this is really a circumstance of this film using the universal studios hollywood dive tank mm. it is a giant circle that's in the middle of the back lot it's just north of six points texas it you're heading towards mikhail's navy lake which i'm not sure exists anymore and it's just this giant tank like did you ever see the shadow yeah oh yeah okay Alec Baldwin. yes so there's that sequence where like they're trapped in a tank of water and the door opens and they come out on the concrete. That's the Universal Studios dive tank. Uh, okay. okay. So they, they built this fucking thing after Jaws when they like went back and they're like, oh, we have to do this head scare. And they did it in a pool. And some of them, I think Verna Fields pool, if I remember correctly, um, they built this so that they would have a space on the lot where they could film underwater. It's surrounded by windows. And that's why you can kind of see the reflections of windows in some of these <laughs> shots <laughs> because there's two fucking cameras and they can't avoid them. Um, that's why anytime you see a bunch of gray blue, that's the dive tank. Uh, they capture the shark by uh, putting it sleepy time bye-bye juice inside of it. 
they also use a crossbow harpoon gun uh, as a callback to Jaws. But they get it, and uh, everyone goes, yay, all of our problems are solved. We have a live shark. We've There's never been a great white in captivity. I'm sure we'll do better. Uh, spoiler alert, they don't. Yeah, I, I like I like when uh, uh, Bess Armstrong tries to explain why they can't keep a great white shark in captivity, and they're just like, bah, that's all right. We're not <laughs> going to worry about that. What do you, what, that's what somebody do you, else's problem. What do you, you what do you know? Place. What do you know, marine biologist? Yeah. <laughs> so cut to 12 hours later, and Brody walks into their behind-the-scenes tank where they're just walking this great white shark who's at least killed one person that they know of and they're walking it around and he's like i'm lonely stop playing with that shark and you're like oh someone kicked this dude in the nards <laughs> quit doing your job and pay attention to me but we also get mike's exhaustive explanation of what the filtration pipe does it's got a million gallons of fresh seawater pumping into lagoon why won't anyone listen uh this will come back into play later on so (laughs) i can't believe there's so much of this movie left to talk about okay do we get five full minutes of water ski team footage yes oh yeah oh yeah this is the promotional reel for sea world right where you've got like uh again the mud wrestling which is yeah. which is interesting. Uh, for some reason, there's like a hillbilly theme. Is that yes? Was there that, seems to be a hillbilly theme that pervades both the water skiers and the onstage. Was was that like and a real one person thing? wearing a pig costume? Was that a real thing at SeaWorld? Fuck if I know. Can, I I honestly do not know. Can we talk My, about the moment you realize this movie is gonna destroy itself? It's sure. right at the beginning. When we meet the water skiers originally and then like mm-hmm. Jaws swims up right behind him and you're like, all right. Cause I was ready to write down like 11 bodies at the <laughs> beginning. Cause I had to count them. I'm like all these people, you started a movie with pro water skiers doing pyramids and Jaws don't even get them. Yeah. Like it just swims by and it's like, oopsie, I swam too fast. Ah, beans. I did it again. I mean, what, what, who, who are your favorite water skiers? The like, do you the the go go's video for vacation, the he the, the he haw honeys or the two dudes that are like yeah like high five each other. I imagine if we recorded in person, Gina, yeah. this would be us by the before every film starts. What? Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let's spin around in midair with water skates. Just, on. just high fives for days. I gave up cocaine and this is my life. <laughs> just kidding. It's 1983. <laughs> we are so high right now. <laughs> we made SeaWorld Jaws. Who cares? Like, <laughs> And then you, you flip from this panacopia of uh, SeaWorld entertainment to <laughs> two mermaids who are standing outside of the entrance to the undersea kingdom. And one of them talking in 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 real time, the other one ADR'd within an inch of her life. And from what I hear, this is an incredibly complex set of underwater tunnels. It, it very much is. I mean, it looks it looks you know absolutely straight to me. But what do I know? It looks like <laughs> it just looks like you walk in one end and go out the other. Yes, 
Well, you go to a hub and then you either take a left or a right. And that's, that's what, how you enjoy it, supposedly. And, um, and maybe you'll be pressed up against a glass window while a corpse is rubbing on it. <laughs> for some reason Boop. i i'm like exactly i i i've watched this movie probably not 10 times but 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 a few times and i still can't figure out the logistics of how that girl is just jammed against the glass i don't know it's almost as if like the the everyone in the production is like wouldn't it be funny if she almost kissed that mauled head <laughs> And they're like, yeah, let's film it. Like, it's hilarious. Like, it, it's like in the midst of the panic, someone just grabbed her. It's like, eh, eh, get up against the, like, <laughs> like slamming a sling, you know, slamming a nerd up against some lockers in middle school. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I was that nerd. For liking <laughs> Jaws 3. <laughs> this film is a predator meme of the two interlocking hands with Pinocchio on one side and Jaws 3D on the other with Whales have big carrot teeth in the middle where their hands meet. <laughs> you get slow moving eel. Over the uh over over the PA system, you have someone, a character called Captain Sink. I don't know what Captain Sink is a reference to. It's been a while since I read the Bible, but I don't think that's part of the story of Jonah and the whale. But Anyways, Captain, that's no, Captain I don't Sink's think Funhouse. there's any captains in the Bible. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I, there might be. You know, there's it's a Pontius, I think. <laughs> this is where we learn that the shark is on display. And so Bess Armstrong dives into the water and the master of prop work that she is. The shark has to turn over and go, I'm dead. Here's my belly. But it's not going to do it on its own because it's just a big piece of rubber. So Bess Armstrong, right in front of the camera, both of them actually, just laboriously turns over oh, the shark yeah. prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's dead. <laughs> and, then, and then, but so that's one dead body. Uh, it's just a baby shark body, but still. So we got, we got two now. That's good. Um, oh, my favorite part of that, uh, that when she's going to kiss the Overman uh, head is that someone just before the actual corpse pops up uh, says, that looks like a butterfly. It's a fucking fish. The fish does not look, there's no butterfly looking fish on display in this window. What I also think is funny is, is uh, when they're in the, the, um, the tunnel and like a kid looks up, she says, she says, daddy, look at the big fish. And everybody starts panicking. Like, like is that what you're there to see? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I still don't quite understand why the facilities manager of Mike Brody needs to check. Mike corpses. Brody. Sorry. <laughs> I do like I do like his uh, his um, very realistic reaction of looking like he's just about to hurl all over that corpse. Yeah. Again, this is a movie where they had the opportunities to do take twos and they just decided mm, why it just there's a lot of it. And his foe throwing up is kind of like, well, that's a good start. Maybe the next time we go for, I don't know, something a little more realistic. Why don't we, Dennis? But someone in the back's like, we don't have enough film. Yeah. Like, All right, moving on. I, I love the idea that the Jaws 3 crew shirts say Jaws 3 crew. And on the back, it in quotes, it says, got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what the director would always shout. We got it in I forgot my line halfway through the line. There's <laughs> yeah, not even film on. in the camera. Okay, moving on. 
Yeah, we listen. We got a lot of setups today and two cameras to haul across this bucket. We only got one Mike Brody. (laughs) I do love uh, Bess Armstrong. Bess Armstrong's reaction to seeing the Overman corpse. She's like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) I, I do. You do learn later on that she's actually measuring the size of the bite. She's but, like eyeballing it, which is which, yeah, is, which is which is pretty pretty remarkable that she's able to do that. I'm pretty I'm sure my Brody has a tape measure you can use. But she but just no. she's just like look at that and that that yay big. Yeah. You know, making that here's how here's how large his penis is, hand gesture. <laughs> the one that got away is the bite size. Exactly. Yes. Uh Calvin Bro- Calvin. Makes a marine segregation joke that I did not appreciate. This is the first time I've noticed it for whatever reason. I don't think I noticed it. Yeah, at I all. don't remember that. What, what, what was that? The the bubble screen is what keeps the sharks in that section in front of the bar. Uh, the sharks do not like the bubble screen. And he says it's a kind of, you know, marine segregation. And then he gives Jake kind of a elbow like <laughs> because of segregation and you're like fuck what why is he making this joke why why no this is bad i do not like it 1983 but baby what, what i do like is the one miserable extra who's crying into his vis- visibly a placed Michelob beer at the bar. <laughs> just like, I can't believe I got dragged to SeaWorld. I was going to say, he got dumped at SeaWorld. I think so. If I, I got think his family left him at SeaWorld. If I got left at SeaWorld and then you handed me a Michelob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see where you're coming from now. Yeah. That's not a good day. You're not smiling in that bar. Like, but like, at least like, you like, get to drink. Like, do you think like they were watching like, you know, the, the Shamu show and his wife just handed him like divorce papers right there. <laughs> This is the reason you didn't want to sit in the soak zone? Yeah, I can't get divorce papers wet, Jerry. Sorry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> oh, God. Somehow, he's the most interesting character in the movie. But when Gossett Jr. learns that there are two sharks, he's has a live reading. He's like, well, we're talking about some damn shark's mother? And like, yeah. We're talking about some damn shark's mother. There's two fucking sharks. And then one of them goes, Martha. And then the shark goes, why did you say that name? <laughs> and and yeah, he's like, I, oh, sharks have moms. Oh, okay. I, I, mi- I missed how they determined that this was in fact a mother and child pairing. Yeah. Is this based entirely on the fact that the one shark was smaller? I yeah I guess I mean sharks don't necessarily pond together, but like like Bess Armstrong just like it's his mother like yeah. like like you know I was studying this shark for for months and I've determined that that it was born this other shark like how did you know that right that the, the, the you know that the the, the the smaller shark have a tattoo that said mom on it <laughs> shit that's a good idea on one fin write that down guys let's put that in the movie. <laughs> One, one fin with a mother tattoo with a fish hook through it. No, hear me out. Hear me out, everybody. Brainstorm. What if, what if the shark and Mike Brody have the same mom tattoo? <laughs> yeah, I'm on to some, right? Let's go. Yeah, like, like did the mom have a school photo and a wallet? Like, how did they? <laughs> how did they? Yep. You know, what 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 deleted scene you know you know is out there that you know shows how she was able to figure this out? 
It's the one where Sean moves to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> it's all retroactively put in. All, all we fixed it. We fixed Joss 3D, everybody. Um, so into this bar scene shoves Mama Shark, who uh, we're just going to assume that Bess Armstrong is right because she's the one scientist. And the reactions of the normies within this bar range from mild to concern to I'm going to push back in my seat slightly. It's not a, oh my God, I'm coming face to face with a 35 foot fucking shit. Well, I can kind of, in a way, I, I can kind of understand that because I feel like a lot of people's problems in this movie is, is this supposed to be happening? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I, I, I get that. You know, I, I get feeling like that. It is the theme park trope that is in so many theme park rides where the theme park ride is, it, everything's gone wrong. And you're like, uh huh, okay. Like, or does the queue continue after this? Or you know, I don't, I... I don't know that I would immediately be able to identify a great white shark on, on site, but you know, if I was at already at a, a, you know, a, a sea world theme park and I saw, I'd be like, Hey, it's a big fish. I guess yeah. that's what, I guess that's supposed to be there. Yes. But all the professionals at the one table stand up and go, Holy shit. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. We got to get out of here. And everyone else is like, um, can right. I get a round two on this bad boy? It's like, oh wow, these are really these are really convincing uh, actors, you know. You know <laughs> other other things. I love that fish puppet. You know, Disney's only got like princesses. Look at these people. <laughs> so get ready for panic at the aquatic disco because everyone's going to the three corners of this park and screaming at everyone to get. Oh out my of god, the water. this scene where, where Dennis Quaid can't drive a golf cart. <laughs> He, he, he rolls a popcorn he, golf cart and then he can't rolls out of it, it. I love because it. there are shamu strollers in his way. And somehow he turns into where this shamu stream uh, strollers are, but doesn't hit any of them and then rolls it over like he's in a fucking Dukes of Hazard or the A team. It's <laughs> ah, fucking wild. both of which are very popular when this movie came out. So absolutely not a bad time Universal Studios Hollywood. You would have been able to witness the uh, a team stunt spectacular, which then turned into the Miami vice stunt spectacular, which then turned into water world. I remember the water world. Yeah. 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 I lit a dude on fire for a summer. It was fun. Anyways. I, I feel um, I feel like much of this scene could have been uh, cut down or eliminated entirely if there had been a budget in this, uh, if there had been room on this uh, theme park budget for walkie-talkies. <laughs> exactly. It seems like I, a lot of the, the running and screaming could have been reduced by simply saying, uh, hey, could you clear everybody out of the water? Thanks. Over. Calvin you know, makes a fucking phone call that says, "I what? here's what I need you to do. Listen up. I need you to shut down all the shows and all the rides and all the attractions. Heard everyone out the exits and lock the gates. And everyone hears this and goes, okay, like 15 minutes. Let's, let's give it 15 minutes. And meanwhile, everyone else is running to every corner of the park yelling, get out of the goddamn water, and no one listens to them. Um, here's a lovely one-taker for this. When Jack arrives at the beach, and there's a guy with a beer, and he kind of nudges the beer out of the guy's hand, and then they look at each other, waiting for the one, one of them, they've rehearsed this, one of them is going to take a punch first. And then they wait for a full second of flinching 
And finally, the guy playing Jack's like, fuck it, and knocks him into the water. And they're and they're like, all right, check the gate. Let's move on. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can't possibly be the best take of this. If they're, Joe Alves is going to swear in court, I took five different versions of that sequence. A, I don't believe you. And B, you're telling me this one was the best? Fuck off. No way. No way in hell. The other killer part of this is that there's some onset sound that is used when the shark fin is behind water skiers. And for whatever reason, the noise that emerges from it sounds like they're dragging a flat tire through the water. (laughs) And it's not scary. (laughs) That is not scary. It's just not. Uh, You know what also isn't scary? Bumper boats. Um, Oh, God. And they're all fine again. (laughs) Again. Sean and Kelly get bumped out of the boat and uh, they swim around a little bit. And then the shark separates the two of them as Jaws uh, tend to do in these movies. And Kelly gets a massive gash in her leg in the process and she makes it out. Uh, They both go away in in an ambulance. I was going to say, for all we know, the ambulance drove off a cliff because we we never (laughs) see them again. We never, nobody ever says, hey, has anybody heard heard how Kelly's doing? Nothing. They got enough on their hands right now because Calvin makes his way from the bar to the hub central and (laughs) puts on his best syrup and, you know, adding the honey to the bourbon in his voice. This is like... Hello, everybody. It is time for you to find the nearest exit and move there in a calm and lovely manner. And then just all shit breaks loose because the Jaws bumps one of the tunnels. And and (laughs) the tunnel's like, too big for me, y'all. I got to burst out. And then they, a whole group of like 25 people gets locked into one of these junction points by the pressure can, doors can we go up to their waists in water. Because SeaWorld makes the decision that these people are not savable, lock them in. And well, it, SeaWorld put this in their SeaWorld movie that actually <laughs> there are circumstances where we will kill you to protect <laughs> capitalism. Uh, uh, we, don't, we don't like to use the word expendable with our customer yeah. with our customers, but we will if we have to. I, you know, I will admit that part of the things I learned at the three different uh, theme parks I worked at was like where to put the dead bodies if there's a mass casualty situation. So uh, that got it's, dark. It's just the it's just the truth. Now they do explain very briefly as all hell is breaking loose that if they don't close the those doors, the lack of pressure will make all the tunnels collapse all at once. So they've at least put them in an area in which they're semi-safe and they can rescue them if they repair the damage to the tunnels. But All of which is not communicated to the people in the tunnel. They're just... No, 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 no. Murder. You, they can be seen and they can be heard, but you cannot talk to them. That is the rule. All, also, they, again, because for some reason they have a lack of you know, communication equipment, they don't tell the tour guide this either. You know, no. this poor tour guide oh. who is who is the best character in the whole movie. I mean, she's, she's a saint. A I was going to say she's just yeah. the a, a a a center of calmness. She's like, all right, 
We're just going to wait. Try not to we're breathe all... too much because we only have a limited amount of air. Yeah, right yeah, now we're... you don't work at SeaWorld. Don't talk to me if you want to live. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. don't yeah, don't SeaWorld me, ma'am. We're locked in a tunnel. She has no idea what's going on either. Good. But, right. but, but Shut she's, up, but she's trying to. But she's trying to tell these people everything will be fine. Just stay calm. <laughs> it's just like, lady, I don't know what kind of volume you're on, but I want some and I need some. See, okay, no value. one has kept their their present, you know, you know their their person like in control under pressure, like that SeaWorld got tour guy. I, I, I hope she, I a hope candle she, with her face on it that you light at night to keep you safe. I, I hope that she like runs like a, uh, you know, what they, what I call Reiki clinic now somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in Sedona, maybe a nice crystal sure. shop. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she does not want to get back in the water. She's the one who learned her fucking lesson. Meanwhile, the hero, really, the secondary hero of this group of people is the one guy walking around in a T-shirt that reads, let a gargoyle sit on your face. <laughs> Literally funnier than the entire film. <laughs> the whole film is second. And you're saying, to but that. Patrick, I want to own that. You can it's the it's the, the top of our tea public. Oh wow! Section. Someone else has created it, but we're featuring it because I, I don't want to take coin away from somebody else. But it's let a gargoyle sit on your face. Apparently, this was an advertisement for gargoyle sunglasses. Um, this was a <laughs> oh. real fucking thing. Yeah. That makes sense. It, it's yeah. way funnier when it doesn't. Yeah, I I am right there with you. I'm sorry that I Googled it, if, but you know what? I had the after. Let's just tell everyone it's an official Hunchback of Notre Dame merchandise. <laughs> it's a perfect T-shirt when your your mustache rides. Twenty five cents shirt is in the wash. <laughs> if you're a federal bikini inspector, but you want to take the day off, this is for you. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, if you're wondering if Catherine would give up her career for Mike, she would. Perfect timing. That happens. Mike Brody. <laughs> the plan is now for Fitzroyce and Jack to use themselves as human bait to lure Mama Shark into the filtration pump again that pumps a million gallons of seawater into the lagoon. Um, and that will distract the shark from Mike while he welds the patch in place to get people out of the undersea kingdom. So... We have Fitz and Fitzroyce and Jack. They spread some chum in tiny little plastic bottles, which they then drop to the floor of SeaWorld because that's what you need at SeaWorld. <laughs> the shark just wanders towards them, mouth agape, never closing. And they're like, oh, okay, we got our plans in motion. And the next thing we see is Fitz Fitzroyce pulling himself by a fucking rope through this chamber and filming at the same fucking time as this 35 foot shark that's been able to catch up to people water skiing behind a motorboat. <laughs> and he's like, one arm will do it, baby. And then wouldn't you know it, the rope breaks because, uh, I think the script said it. Uh, yeah. Break, I so. think, I think there's a wall that says close up. This, the, the line breaks exclamation point. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no rational reason for it to break. It's just something that fucking happens. So he goes through his standard operating procedures. All right, what's your first thing you're going to do? 
break out a shark stick, poke it at its nose. And it's like, chew. what else you got? And he's like, oh, hold on, buddy. I got something for you. You're a giant shark. How about I beat you in the face with a flashlight? And the shark's like, I don't care. And he's like, uh-oh. And then he kind of just crawls inside of the shark's mouth. Can I tell you that when I was a kid, I saw this, this was this death scene was very upsetting to me when I was a yes. child. Yeah, it's the scariest thing in the whole fucking It goes world. on for so long. But 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 yes, but like, you know, when I watch it as an adult, I'm like, okay, he's just gumming him to death. <laughs> it's like a chow. It's like a chow. It's like a cow chewing its cud. But it's a guy holding a, a grenade inside like, of a like shark's he has, mouth. He has, <laughs> Fitzroy's has ample time to swim out of the shark's mouth and several opportunities, and he just does it. He just sort of he just can't get it together. He, he, just, he, he, just, he, he just gets lodged in his mouth like a peanut butter sandwich. A, a better movie would have more directly connected the Jonah and the whale element of this to this death but <laughs> this is jaws 3d and we don't have time for this we spent all of that on the hoedown sequence with a, a woman inside a pig costume so this has just got a jump cut to fitzroyce being dead inside of a mouth and at his then, at his sidekick slash lover hysterically sobbing over his death yes he's definitely affected by this person he knows and, and maybe sleeping with on the side. Uh, they're definitely connected emotionally and he's distraught. Um, and this is when Calvin gets the great idea to turn off the turbines to the tank with the idea that this will somehow drown the shark because it won't be able to swim. But it turns out the shark can swim and stay <laughs> ah, in one place. Crap. Because <laughs> it's some it's got like a fucking helicopter ability and it's able to swoosh its gigantic tail hard enough to break open the gate but not move forward and i'm not really sure how that's possible but beep 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 the shark backs up <laughs> like someone in the universal black tower they had a big meeting like well jaws 3d how we're we gonna make this scarier like you know, he he caught up to a, a a water skier in the last one. He got blown up by electric electricity. The other one got blown up, uh, and there's that whole orca sequence. Like it's it's really scary. What what are we gonna do to to up the odds here? And the guy's like, "Oh, I got I got three words for you: C world backing up." And <laughs> we're like, all right, sold. Yeah, done. Here's sixty five million dollars. Do this here. right now. Yeah. Um, and so luckily for us. The uh, rescue dolphin rangers come and warn Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong, who are, <laughs> are both out in the ocean in the lagoon, fixing the tunnel. And they manage to do it in time. And then the shark shows up and again stops, just reaches the end of its track and stops. And they're like, oh, better swim away from that. He can't move anymore. And they get away from this giant shark. The uh, the hub opens up that repressurizes the that tour guide once again, complete site, and they all wander away. And so you're like, okay, all right, okay, we're we're okay. We're inside the central computer hub here, right? We've rescued the people. I think we're okay. And then this dawdling model. I love it. Of the I love it. Might might be my favorite shot of any movie ever. Just this. 
like <laughs> like a like a pool floaty in the wind. Hey guys, just, what's going on? Just you know, <laughs> gently uh, approaches. How you doing? How you doing? I'm a sure. Hello. Just comes by to say hi. Just hanging out with my boys. Mildly glazes Mike Brody's masterful work. Has a Michelob, of course. Has a Michelob from the very sad gentleman that he looked over. <laughs> grabs himself grabs a like gargoyle still on your face shirt. <laughs> and explodes the entire hub. My favorite part of this is perhaps when Dennis Quaid in slow motion yells, Shark. <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah. slow motion. The, the slow motion, like yeah, no fucking shit. We can all see it. It's oh wow, window. I forgot. During the shark, one situation. person in the room who has like blindfolds on because you were gonna, you know, <laughs> break open a pinata. Like everyone can see out the window. The room explodes with water. Lab lady who never gets a late name. Um, she passes out or gets electrocuted. I'm not sure what happens to her, but Calvin swims away with her under his arm. Where to? We will never know. Bermuda. Uh, wow. Nephew, who's like, it's a bad idea to turn off the turbines, is... He's crunched. Is, is crunched. And that's where we hear groaning noises as he's crunched. You go, oh, he doesn't have air left in his lungs. He's underwater. It's just, he can't breathe, everyone. He, uh, anyways, you also get crunching noises, because why wouldn't you? Catherine tries to put on her air reg in her mouth over her mask. That's a rookie move. Scuba 101. I was going to say, is that not going to lead to, like, a lot of water in your lungs? Uh, it, well, yes, it's a very awkward thing. Also, you can fill up your mask once you have your reg in your mouth. Like that's the first thing you do, put the reg back in your mouth and then you can get all the water out of your goggles, your, your, your swim mask. That's, that's how you do it. Everybody. Um, the shark, the shot of the shark shoving itself inside the hub back and forth, maybe the sexiest thing in the movie. <laughs> And this there's, movie features there's, a wet Leah Thompson. I'm just saying. There, there's sort of a, a, a crude uh, eroticism to it, isn't there? <laughs> yes. If you're into puppet sex and the puppet sex involves a sea hub and a great white shark, I, you might have discovered something might have awakened in you if you watch this movie. Um, but good news for all of us. Fitzroy's arm still clutching the grenade is visible and Mike points it out for both Catherine and the audience. And then what happens is like a, a minute long sequence in which Mike attempts to pull the pin in what feels like the world world's hardest carnival game. While Catherine just kind of like angers the shark on the other side, like, huh, you can't get me. You can't turn, you can't turn right, but I'm right here. Does this bother you? Am I bugging you? Make a face. Uh, finally, Mike manages to pull the pin and Catherine and Mike then hide under a desk underwater as Mama Shark explodes, Ass. including separate animated pieces of its jaws floating towards camera. Okay. They're floating, flying towards the camera. And That's they, true. And then they freeze like, like, like it looks like a, like a souvenir picture frame from like Cape Cod <laughs> they or do, something. They do freeze on the bones, but I have to point out it is a yeah. lower jaw and a spine. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, though that's the two bones that are left of jaws <laughs> is one jaw and a spinal column. Yeah. Well, one wonders if Joe Alves, although he participated in the filming of both Jaws and Jaws 2, if he actually watched the finished product. Probably it's not. very weird. Now, is the spot like that's weird. It's stopping is weird. Other elements that are slightly odd. Does this explosion sound also feature a layered thunder noise that sounds exactly like the rocket ships from Buck Rogers in the 25th century? Yes. <laughs> deep cut, deep cut. Also, does it feature random rain stick sounds? Oh, sure. I mean, why do one thing right when you can do many things wrong? This is Jaws 3. And then, yeah, Mike and Catherine swim to the top of the Universal Studios Hollywood backlog water tank. And then surface in Florida, and we learn that the dolphins are alive. And we get and we, and and we get the only movie in the Jaws franchise that ends with a triumphant fist pump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you forget about me. Plays in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you. Sharks wearing, a, sharks wearing a duster coat. And that's just who we are. A guy who wells. Judd Nelson uh, plays a fish Jaws. scientist. <laughs> Louis Gossett Jr., Lab Lady, a pair, and uh, Dolphins. A, a, a pair of vaguely gay lover, English lovers. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So um, that just about does it. Let's play everyone's favorite game, Choose Your Own Death Venture. And that's where we design of the deaths portrayed in this motion picture. Which one would you choose to die from and why? Up for bid, we have eaten by a baby shark uh, and have come out the other side of decapitated fish head or you could be eaten by mama shark and get your arm severed off you can be gummed to death by mama shark or eaten by mama shark after you give very good advice and you're not listened to by the boss and so mikey you're our guest so you get to go first weren't the drug smuggling bog boys all eaten in one go like yeah we don't really know how they're eaten they're they're eaten off camera so yes But yes. she ate the whole boat. So that to me feels. <laughs> we, never see, we never see their bodies again. So right. That seems can... like the best way to go other than crawling into the shark's mouth for minutes at yeah. a time, which seems right. uh, suboptimal, I feel. But here's the deal, Mikey. Your family's still on the hook to that guy in Miami who's paying you top dollar for coral from SeaWorld. Okay, that's good. <laughs> You're not coming out of this clean. Like you might have died off camera, but there's still consequences. In that case, if I, <laughs> I must inherit all of the character traits, you, you get it part and parcel. The whole then buffalo. I then uh, I want to be the fish that dies in the credit sequence, and its head just kind of slowly floats there, oddly for a moment. With just a cartoon bubble yeah. that says Catterwampus. I want on. a movie to start with my body being eaten and leaving my <laughs> head, and it just I fade into the credits. It's beautiful. <laughs> what a way to go! Yeah, uh, Gina, what say you? Uh, you didn't offer this as an option, but I think that I'm just going to take just giving up and rolling over, just like bah! <laughs> which I have considered doing a great many times over these past two years. That is true. In a tank that's too small for you, just, just uh, it, having it, Bess Armstrong flip you over on your tummy, just gently swimming me around. I mean, that that seems that seems all right. She seems like a nice lady. Seems yeah, like she, a good way to go. Is. I agree. Yeah, it's relaxing. 
Yeah. yeah. People people mm-hmm. feel bad when I go. I think I'm going to take uh, eaten by mama shark severed arm because at least then I get to witness a shark scream in real life. So, uh, yeah, check, check it out. Check that off your bucket list. Uh, if I listen. Yeah. It, it, if that's going to happen, why not? Why couldn't grander things happen? I got Mikey on the podcast. So there's one dream come true. I um, just wanted to talk about how this is a movie of near misses. It is just sure. people getting out of the water and never dying. <laughs> It is. It's almost it's people, a Jaws movie. It's almost there. It almost got me. It's like a Jaws movie if you're watching a Jaws movie instead of actually being in it. You're just off to the side of it all the time. You're definitely the executive that heard about the story in Jaws 2 and then went, I have a great idea for a story for Jaws 3. Never seen any of them, but someone described yeah. Jaws 2 to them one time. My... My niece came up and couldn't shut up about it. So I think I'm going to, uh, the kids love Jaws. So why don't we do it? Kids are all about the Jaws. I watched that Netflix video essay thing. And I, they were all <laughs> like, Jaws was so good. Uh, speaking of YouTube essays that are so good, Mikey, tell everyone oh, where they can find all Wow, that pivot was incredible. Uh, uh, you can go to youtube.com slash filmjoy, which is our positive film channel. Uh, where we, it's, I mean, we don't like try to be like silly. Well, we do try to be silly. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm so bad at pitching our thing. I guess what I'm trying to say is being mad at movies is so 2018. <laughs> so like, why, why don't you get into film criticism? It's like, here's some things in art we appreciate. Yeah. And that's what you, film joy is all about. Yes. I, I think you're a very... Uh, great force in the the cinema positivity movement where you enjoy the thing you enjoy and you don't doubt that other people might not enjoy it. It's just that you're into talking about what you enjoy rather than what you don't. I, yeah, I went through the 2017 Holy War known as the last Jedi. (laughs) Everything that could have been said about me or to me on the internet has been said. So I yeah I, we just don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I I cannot recommend the channel enough. Thanks. I think it's fantastic. I own a no one knows what they're doing T-shirt. Oh, thank you I, so much. Oh I yeah, believe. go to Catawampus Inc. If you want to buy a no one knows what they're doing shirt, thank you for that uh, reminder. And I think it's great. I think everyone should know it. It's a quality piece of material, and uh, I, I love your stuff. Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about movies and television at thespool.net, and I am on Twitter and Instagram under Gina Does Things. G-E-N-A Does Things. Do it today, people. Check it out. Josh Hollis does all of our artwork. Uh, Revenge Body. Go to bandcamp.revengebody to find our theme and all the remixes. They do great stuff. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a Patreon where we've uh, found the the good sides of the Halloween series up until Halloween 6, and that kind of broke us. Uh, But good news, Halloween H2O is coming up, and we're going to see LL Cool J lick his lips through the whole movie. Yeah. Deep as My head is like a shark. Deep as It's the only Michael Myers movie with a lot of LL Cool J content. So that's got to be great. Um, listen, we tried to make the most out of Paul Stephen Rudd. 
Um, but he was he was not served well in that film. Let's just come out and say it. Uh, that it just about does it. But don't worry, folks. Animal Attacks April will continue for myself and Gina and Mikey. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.